Welcome, everyone, to the newest episode of Vest and Friends, our long-begotten podcast, which I, I resurrected, and now it's here. And I got new friends! Hooray for new friends! Woo! Yay! Yay. Uh, Glenn's, Glenn's with me here today. Uh, Glenn, lo- long-time fan of the, the whole eight episodes we've been on, and by long-time, I mean he... he he just hopped on today to record an episode with me. So yes. super long time fan, like t- 20 minutes, but it's all good. We're going to talk about uh, the the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild and the Switch because it's new. Well, it's newish, and I, I think it's still relevant. Like, it's only been out two weeks, and I'm sure most people are still playing it because the game is is really long, and there's a lot of shit to do, so... Um, let's, let's, let's hop into things and, uh, uh, Glenn, let's, um, let, let's talk about your experience with the game so far. Like how, how have you been enjoying it? What have you been doing? You know, all those good things. First, hello, I am Glenn. Uh, nice to be on this podcast. Thank you for inviting me. You're very welcome. But fuck all that. Let's talk about Zelda. Ooh, Zelda. Okay. Um, I am the biggest emotional sucker for the adventure tone in this game. Everything about, like, the, the cliche, like, see that mountain over there? You can go there. It, it, it grabbed me. It grabbed me so hard like no other game has. And uh, I've, I've tried to sell the game on people, and, and the, the description of the game that I give is how you could, you could climb up rocks slowly, and then sometimes it rains and you fall down. Oh, fuck but- the rain. God. <laughs> yes. But... Uh, like I, I feel like words can't, my words can't get out the feeling that that game gives me. I was talking to Emma, my fiance, about this last night, about the the way the game looks gives me the same feeling as like looking at pictures on Reddit of like imposing mountains or like a crazy awesome looking pasture, or uh, it just invokes that same emotion inside of me which i think is very impressive for a video game where normally i'm like what are the ones and zeros doing oh absolutely uh you know i i <clears throat> i put a lot of time into the game especially uh during the recent bout of snow we just had and uh well, running around this game uh I, I i found it hard to put it down you know i i kept um I put it down for an hour or two, and I'd be like, "Yeah, I think I'm done for the day." And I'd automatically like want to go back a couple hours later because I'm I'm thinking about things that you know I saw while I was walking past. And I I don't know if it's just that Nintendo did it, but I I didn't have the same feeling when I played Skyrim, or perhaps it's the mechanics are a little bit more fleshed out when you're traveling because. In Skyrim, if you want to climb a mountain, you kind of just run into it and you hope you can go <laughs> vertical sooner or later. Like, this, there's an actual climbing mechanic. And while right. it can be a little unfair, you know, as an example, the rain and, you know, sometimes your stamina will not let you even get near the top of anything. Um, I, I, I think there it's it's there's a lot of really good aspects to this. And there's a lot of really cool Easter eggs and stuff like... Um, I don't want to spoil too much, but did you, did you see anything in the the sky at night, like kind of kind of hanging out? Uh, well, I've seen. I mean, you're not talking about the blood moon, right? That's that's no. pretty obvious. We've no. seen uh, flaming fire dragons. Okay, we've seen yeah, shooting stars, but we dragon. haven't chased one down yet. Um, and we've seen in the distance what looks like a floating island that we think is a. Are, how spoilerific are we getting here? Uh, we can get spoilerific. I didn't want to spoil it for you. So okay, that, that I, was, I've seen what thing. I think is the flying divine beast way off in the northwest. 
Uh, but I haven't gone there yet. I've just scoped it through the binoculars. You're 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 correct. That is okay. that is the flying divide. Because that's what I thought. I was like, is that an island? It, are, are we are we gonna go back to Skyward Sword? And then like I got closer. I was like, <laughs> oh that that that's moving. That that is a thing. Yeah. How do you like the uh, the scope of how big the beasts are? Oh, they're terrifying. Like, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um the the only one I've kind of seen in person, character person, is the uh, Goron one, the one climbing around the mountain. And oh. I scoped that out as I was climbing the mountain, and I think it started shooting lava balls at me. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it'll do that. I haven't it's gotten scary. to it yet. Um, uh, yeah, there's a lot of really cool ones like that, like um, the Gerudo one. You can actually get right up in its grill. And just seeing the sheer size of it and, like, where you measure up and where it measures up is, uh, is, <laughs> it's bananas. That, that game is so freaking cool. Um, so, how, have, so you haven't done any of the Divine Beasts yet, right? No, not yet. Okay. We're working on the Zora one now because that we can actually get there and do that rather than the Goron one where we're going to melt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so... That that's that's a good thing to bring up. Now, how do you like the direction the game pushes you? Because I I know for the Zora one, like it kind of tips you off on sort of where to go. Like someone's like, hey, hey, hi, hi. There, there's a big monster. You know, can can you think you could come come help us a little bit? Uh, but I mean, you don't necessarily have to do it. And I I don't think there's a lot of other like uh arrow like blaring arrows telling you where to go in the game like do you like the the subtlety uh for for most of the stuff in the game oh absolutely um that's the strength of the game right is that Mm -hmm. that you can go wherever you want and there's always something interesting there but i think it was smart of them to kind of create that glaring arrow like in the zora it's the the prince shouting at you the whole way like come on buddy you can do it uh because there's so much real estate to cover that they want you to be able to find the the goal path or the critical path when you want to find it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Plus, they really wanted to sell that Zora Prince and make oh you my fall God, in love with him. He, he's the best. <laughs> he is the friggin' best. Like, uh, if if they ever do a movie, I want Benedict Cumberbatch to play play Zora <laughs> Prince. That's that's my nomination. So uh, yeah, when they make a Breath of the Wild movie, that's that's who I want in it. Who's gonna play uh, the the stingray faced advisor though? More oh man, um, shit, that's a good question. I I don't know. Uh, because <laughs> he, he's a grumpy Gus. You need someone like super mopey to do that. Um, if if Walter Matthau was still alive, I go with Walter Matthau. I feel like I feel like that. Mr. Wilson from Dennis the Menace could uh yeah, yeah. could handle that one. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> let's let's just uh let's just do some necromancy and we'll bring back zombie Walter Matthau and he could he could do that. I mean I mean. In the name of in the name of star casting, you get to have these dreams, right? Yeah, no, I I feel like that's that's possible. Okay, so um, let's uh let's skip to something a little bit more polarizing, which is the uh the weapon um durability in the game. Now, ha- has that bothered you? Because I I've seen a lot of people like you know, God damn it, these these things just break, everything's breaking, the sucks, and I'm uh, like to me. When I I played the game, it didn't necessarily at the beginning. I guess I was a little perturbed because you know you're getting a lot of weapons like rusty swords, tree branches, right. pitchforks. I think the best thing you could get like almost right off the island is a sledgehammer, which 
all things considering, when you're facing the basic opponents, it's really strong. But as you get further and further into the game, excuse me, um, it, it's it's not as strong anymore, and like uh, you're always looking for newer things. But I mean, for the most part, almost I I. Th yeah, I'm going to say every weapon has a breaking point in this game. Like, even even the legendary weapon has some... Not not Ooh. a breaking point, but it has a stopping point. Okay. Um, so, like, do, do you find uh, this to be annoying? Because I, I know some of the weapons are really cool in this game that you can get. And it sucks when it's like, yeah, it's about to break. Uh, kit... You might want to kiss it goodbye, cause one more hit and it's gone. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go the other way on this, which is probably an unpopular opinion. I wish my weapons kept breaking faster, because the, the, the you don't get anything from the combat, right? It's not experience. You get like 50 rupees Correct. in a chest. Right. So the combat has to be fun for its own purposes. And I had a lot more fun with the combat when I was like breaking a sword on a guy throwing a bomb at him to make him drop his weapon picking up his weapon because it was all i had because my weapons all all broke but now that i'm i'm at the weapons with like 20 to 40 um power range on it they last a long time and now i just have an inventory full of cool weapons which is cool in its own right but uh it almost does it almost encourages me to skip combat more because i'm having less cool moments and more just run up and hit the guy with the fire sword which is great too but I liked a lot better when I, I knocked a club out of a Bacoblin's hand and then picked it up. And he's like, that's my club, man. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, like seeing the look on their faces when you first grab them, they're like, oh, oh, no, no, no. Oh, now all I got is fists and rocks. Damn it. <laughs> um, so I, I, I actually I understand what you're saying, because I, I think Nintendo went more the, uh, the train of thought that you're you're going down is that. You know, it's not always about having the right weapon. It's about having the right uh, thoughts. Because uh, even when you're in the, the first area, you know, there's groups of uh, Bokoblins. And if you kind of look around the landscape, you'll see things that might help a little bit more than just running up to them and beating the shit out of them with the sword. Like, um... Right. There was uh, one part where there's three bokoblins and they're sort of in a valley. And at the top of the valley, um, there's three boulders. Now, you can push said boulders down the valley and crush them to death. Or you could fight them with a sword. i rather go with the, the, uh, the boulders because, well, for one, you're going to save yourself a lot of uh, uh, smashing in the face of these, these monsters. And uh, two, it's really fun to crush things with boulders. I mean, who, right. who wouldn't yeah, love exactly. to do that? And, and I think you're encouraged to do that a lot more when you have a tree branch that breaks in two hits than when you have, like, a great flaming sword that lasts a couple fights. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, so let's... let's I, I, I almost want to stay on this a little bit longer, but yeah, I, don't wanna, yeah, yeah. I don't want to dwell too long. Uh, so... What's been the the coolest thing like you've done to an like have you have you done any cool mechanics with uh, any of the enemies yet? Uh, I tried to beat a flying guardian to death with a metal box, and it wasn't effective, but it was fun and cool because uh, you could use the metal box to block their their return fire. Um, I had uh, I had the good experience that I'm sure a lot of people have early on in the game, where you find one of the Bacoblin camps in the skull, and yeah. You, you climb up or paraglide down onto the skull and just drop a bomb in the eye 
and then it explodes and there's a bunch of barrels in there so they all go flying yeah. out of the skull's orifices and then you hunt them down yeah and that that was probably the best i've had and that was great yeah the uh the coolest thing was there was a uh um a moblin <clears throat> and he, like i hate fighting moblins because uh, especially early on or if you don't have a lot of hearts and what with savina Moblins are one hit kills, man. You don't, oh, yeah. you don't fuck with them. <laughs> so, uh, I'm walking up a mountain, and he, like, dude's just in my way. There, there's no way to get past him. He's gonna see me. I can't sneak past him. He's facing me, and he's not moving. So, I see that there's like a little um, platform above him with a, an exploding barrel, and I was like, I wonder if that falls with enough force if it'll explode on him. <laughs> so, uh, like I said, we're we're walking up a mountain, so uh, like. On the side of the path, there's just sheer cliff face. So I was like, all right, you know, I'll get lucky maybe, and uh, this will kill him. So I, uh, I shoot the uh, the platform at the legs. The legs break. The platform gives. The barrel falls and explodes, but instead of landing on him and killing him, it lands to, like, let's say a foot to the side of him, and physics takes over, and he goes flying off the cliff face. And I, I just see that health bar getting smaller and smaller as he, like, goes into some endless abyss. Oh, it was, it was fantastic. I laughed for, like, about 15, 20 minutes Oh, that's, that's incredible. That. I, also, I also had um, not as not as good a, a funny story of emergent gameplay, but my first Lionel fight where I just wandered around one um, near the sto- snowy fields in the east part of the map. Yeah, and I was I was not prepared, but I killed that guy. Uh, you did a lot of like perfect dodges and like six fairies and a couple of retries, but I killed him. Oh my god, dude! That's, I that's the Dark Souls in me. <laughs> like I I saw. All right, so I mean, spoilers to everyone uh, in in listener land. I beat the game already. I, I beat <gasps> the game. It was great. It was fantastic. Um, but. At the last part, when you're in Ganon's castle, you're obviously climbing up to the uh, to the actual castle part, like through the uh, the village and the ruins and stuff. And I I got into a gatehouse, which I just thought I was gonna walk straight through to the other side. And gates close. Uh, Lionel drive drops down, and oh, it, things get bad real quick because. You're in an enclosed space now, and I'm just like, what What do I do? What do I do? He traps me in a corner and literally just beats me to death, and I <laughs> couldn't do anything. Could not do a damn thing to get away from this stupid guy. Oh, it was so sad. It was... that that They're rough. bummed me out. Yeah, it, and like I said, it the, the gatehouse was... It's... I'd say, like, the size of, like, it's maybe, like, 50 feet by 50 feet. So you don't have anywhere to go. Like, it, if he just traps you, you're done. Right. Uh, and that's, that's and they're so big. They're so big and scary. They're definitely the hardest of the, like, bigger mini-boss enemies. And I don't think they, they don't even get a special health bar like the, the Golems or the Hinoxes, right? Correct. They don't. Yeah, but, but like, the Hinoxes, you could just... Beating all their attacks, they're super easy. Uh, most of them you could probably kill before they wake up. The golems, you can just use bombs to blow their arms up, and then they're stunned forever. So they're super easy. But the Lionels, man, like if you can't perfect dodge, in my opinion, you get like one attack in at a time, and they take forever. The uh, the stone golems are always uh, fun for me because I literally climb. Well, the, uh, it depends which one you're facing, but the the more basic one, the stone taluses, you can just climb up on top of them and beat the shit out of them. They're just like, I don't I don't know what to do. I'm I'm dying. <laughs> help help. And yeah, like uh, after like I'd say six seven swings, they're they're going down. 
And uh, yeah, no, they're they're really cool. They um, I I didn't realize like killing the mini bosses because I I wondered why they respawn. Right. And then, um, you know, when I needed more money and stuff or I needed more jewels, especially for the, the golems, that's the only way to get it. Like, right. because when you're doing the mining, you're never going to get ruby. You're lucky if you get diamond. You're never going to get sapphire. So right. killing the golems is the only way to do it. And, I mean, they, they drop some pretty dope stuff. Have you have you found the resource gathering like that to be too prohibitive? Like, is it too much of a grind or a slog for you? Uh, no, um, because the, the ingredients that are rare aren't hard to get when you know how to get them. So okay. I, I, I mean, I, I guess the only ones, so that, that dragon that you saw spoilers, he has a resource that you can, you can get off of him, and mm. yeah, <laughs> spoilers. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Uh, so yeah, um, there there's there's other there's other ones like it and right. um i i i didn't i didn't know this but yeah like if you shoot them with an arrow they they drop something and like you have to go get it after i say that would be oh, the man. most difficult thing in the game to get just because they're moving around hundreds of feet in the sky so it's kind of difficult to right. like figure out how to how to wrangle one close enough to get them you kind of have to like map out a path for them but um Everything else, like, you know, the, the Hinoxes, the Golems, there there's plenty of them in the game, and when they die and a uh, Blood Moon happens, they spawn at the same point. So all you have to do is go back to said point, kill it again, pick it up. And, I mean, none of those things, like, do you find any of those things, like, hard? Because, I mean, they hit hard if you fuck up, but... Just the Lionels. Yeah, and, uh, like, do the do the Lionels drop anything, like, great? Because I, I know they drop their weapon, but I don't I don't know if they drop anything else. I think they dropped, like, a claw or a horn or something along those lines, but I, I don't know what it's okay. used for, if anything. Right, um, right, if, yeah. If it's used for anything good, I haven't gotten there yet. Um, I want to I wanna change the subject a little bit. Okay. Uh, I want to talk about how cool the game freaking feels with all of the the little extras that it gives you. For example, I can climb up waterfalls, and damn, that feels good, man. You just you just salmon up the waterfall and you shoot into the air and you're immediately on your paraglider and then you can drop bombs on fools from above from there. That Yeah, that, that is pretty awesome. I, I got to say that Zora armor is probably the coolest um, thing you get in the game. I mean, there's a lot of right. other cool shit that you get, but wait, what? I just said great. It's great. I, I, I thought you said <laughs> wait. I was like, oh, no, I hope I didn't spoil anything else. Um <laughs> Damn it! There's Zors in this game. <laughs> so yeah, like uh, that—that's really cool. There, there's every time you uh you you do one of the areas uh like with the Gerudos or the Ritos or the uh the Gorons, they always give you something really cool and um like it's it's super in enjoyable with uh, a lot of the stuff that they give you, even if like it's not something you think you'll use. Right. Uh, I I think most of it comes in handy at at least once or twice. Um. There, there's a lot of really cool Easter eggs in the game too, um, the, and I like. There's all different kinds of armor and stuff. I mean, this is when people say there's a, a lack of story in this game because I've been hearing that a lot. Um, mm. I I think that the the game 
you you get out of the game what you put into it. So yes. you know if you if you're exploring and you know you're looking for things and you're searching for the memories and you do all the divine beasts and stuff, I think the game pretty much unravels itself. Um, especially with all the Easter eggs and stuff that are in the game. Uh, so like I I, I kind of shoot that down in my head a lot and uh, um. See, yeah, I'm like, almost I'm almost hesitant to call them like Easter eggs, the things like that, because I think they're so crucial to the enjoyment of just exploring. Um, right. Like right, like yeah. if the Koroks weren't there, or if they weren't as 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 clever, or if they didn't feel as good to find, the world would just feel super empty. No, you're right. You're right. Um, how do you feel about those things anyway? <laughs> the Koroks. Yeah, they're great. Like okay, the, there right. was one. There was one where. Uh, we were climbing up a mountain for no good reason, and at the top of the mountain was a little frog shrine, like the five in a row that were in Kakariko Village, and yeah. I put an apple in it because I remembered five hours ago that I put an apple on that shrine, and little yahaha popped out, and it it's it just feels good, man. Like, no, yeah, totally, and I, I it's cool. There's there's different challenges uh, for for specific ones too. Like, uh, did you? get to one with like the wind catcher yet the wind catcher no i don't believe so i, I don't know if i'm calling it the right thing I, for, I forget what they call them like little things you see in the ground and like it'll spin when wind hits it like you used to be able to buy them at like a supermarket for, oh like, like the dollar. pinwheels pinwheels thank you i've yeah, seen that. a couple of those but i i assume you need a korok leaf but i never had one at a time when i found one of them uh no nor normally when you just step on the thing it'll go i i'd say about 75% of the time, it'll turn into a target contest where, like, little balloons will pop up, and you just have to shoot them with an arrow, and it's awesome. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah, huh. uh, it, it's it's cool. Like, so, some of them are different. Like, some of them are, like, time trials and stuff. It goes all over the place, but uh, yeah. there, there are a lot of really cool ones. Do you know how many of those there are in the game? Aren't there, like, 900 or something? Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> it's a level of insanity that I, I don't think I could ever do. Like, um... With the shrines and stuff, I hear there's like 100, 120, somewhere around there. And I'm like, okay, that's that's doable because during my main playthrough, I got like 50. Right. So I'm like, yeah, all right, that's not terrible. Maybe I'll get most of them by the time I'm like actually done done with the game. Right. Um, But yeah, like Korok's, he's, f fuck that. I'm, no, I, there's I can't. way too many. It's insane. Yeah, nine, 900 is nuts. Um, Okay, so uh, the... A lot of the stuff that you can get is really cool. Now, how do you feel about um, all all the equipment you can get? Because this is like really the first Zelda game, and I, I I guess my experience playing uh, Legend of Zelda, where like you can get whatever you want. Like if you want different armor, you can have different armor. If you want different mm. weapon, you can have different weapon, different bows, different arrows, different shields. Like you know in in older games, uh, you just you got what you were given, and there were only like three slots, so you could never really get anything great. This almost reminds me more of, um, in a vein of Majora's Mask, where there was a lot of exploring. You didn't need to necessarily go in order. You know, there was extra yeah. uh, equipment you could get, where um, Ocarina of Time, um, I guess... 
I, I almost want to say link between uh, worlds where like I you can use different equipment for different things, but you still had that set amount of equipment. There was nothing extra to get in the game. This is like you can you can use a rusty claymore and like throw it at an Octorok if you want. It'll break, but whatever, <laughs> man. You kill that fucking Octorok, good for you. Here's here's a fucking boomerang. Throw a boomerang out of Lizalfos. It's great. It's fun. Throw it out of Torn. Right. It'll explode. Things like that are like really cool and add depth to the game. Because um, you you're not set in a specific way. Now I I mean, really the only one I didn't play was a uh, Skyward Sword, and it was just not getting around to it. But I remember Twilight Princess was you know it was you 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 got what you had and that was it. Uh, where where this is you you get anything you want, throw fucking rocks at people if you want, man. Do do that. Do you do you whatever makes you happy in this game, go and do it. And that's exactly it. And it, and it's a completely different game from, from some of the other ones where it seems like they crafted the world and the items kind of together. And it was very much like use this item at item, use item A at item receptacle A and progress. Um, yeah. Most, most notably for me with the double claw shots in Twilight Princess. One of the coolest items in the Zelda franchise is the double claw shots. But mm -hmm. because every use of it needed a giant target, for you to ping between it kind of limited it a little bit but in in breath of the wild it was much it feels much more like let's just create this cool thing put it out there and however things interact is how they interact and and also there's there's definitely a little bit of like people in a boardroom like what if you use a bomb on a paraglider that'd be cool <laughs> and and people just saying yes and allowing cool things like that to happen it's it's much more free form and uh, creation of the world and systems to let it work together rather than like a guided path through the game like some of the other Zeldas kind of get boiled down to. Yeah, I you know, to, to me, this is uh, the furthest off the reservation they've gone with the Zelda formula. You know, uh, and I, I, I think it was a press release or like a press conference. They said they were going back to the original formula, which kind of scared me at first. And then they said, yeah, we're going to do it with like the exploring and stuff. And then mm -hmm. I got excited again. And But I mean, I, I would have never thought that this would have been the, what it was, what it's, what it's turned into. I mean, th this game has been the system seller for the Switch. And I mean... It hasn't done that bad as far as uh, sales have uh, gone. Right. I mean, I, I, what was it? I read a um, article a couple days ago. I think it was sales. I want to say global sales were like one point nine million in a week. Which, that's good. Yeah. No. I. And I mean, that's way better than the Wii U, which didn't yeah. even break half a million. Um, Oof. that that release. I think it was like three hundred thousand. Which, that's that's not good. No. Not good at all. Yeah, good, so good console though. Well, good games, bad console. It, it was it was great in concept. It was sloppy <clears throat> in execution. Right. Um, the the Switch is what the Wii U was trying to be. Like they, you had this tablet, and you know you you could take it anywhere. But the the problem with the Wii U was you could only take it as far as the the console would let you. You couldn't go very far. And another confusing thing was having the, the dual screens and most developers not utilizing the second right. screen. Um, stuff like that, I excuse me, stuff like that, I think kind of led to the downfall of the, uh, the Wii U. I mean, just for it being a, um, 
an odd system. Uh, yeah, it, and, and a lot of it has to be that it's just an odd system, so you're not going to get a lot of third-party support, which which certainly doesn't help. But Mario Maker was so good. Oh, absolutely. And I, I mean, if there was a port for that on the Switch, I think people would buy it again just because, like, beyond uh all right so let, let, let's go back we'll we'll ravel this question back into zelda so okay. have have you uh used your your switch on the go to to play zelda yet or any game for that matter if you have another game yeah well i don't have another game just zelda um we used it when uh we went and stayed at another uh at my fiance's parents house for the weekend and i think okay. that's the perfect use case for me because uh, it's it's just like a 3ds in that case. Like I'm really not gonna play it on a bus or anything because it's just not part of my life. Right. But out it somewhere else, take it on the go. It feels good in your hands. I I love the idea of the switch. Yeah, yeah, I, and I I mean I I'm willing to forgive the small things that a launch title like uh, <laughs> Zelda has in it, like as some frame rate issues. There, you know. Uh, it doesn't run the best sometimes, but I mean, it, yeah. it makes up for it with just the the depth of the gameplay and uh, all all the crazy stuff that can happen in this game. Like you were telling me about um the uh, the house uh, aspect of the game, and I was like, now now oh, yeah. I need to do that. Like I I want to go back <laughs> and do that now. So I'm I'm pretty hyped about that. Like it, I beat the game. Uh, you told me what was up with that, and then I was like, uh, "Now I need to go do that. I need to go back into the game and do this. That that sounds awesome." So I, I yeah, hope I'm, you fall as in love with Hudson as I have. I he's, I, he's quite I, the character. I very well might. That it's very easy for me to to get attached to characters uh, like that. Uh, so now let let me ask you the 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 cherry on on the top of the 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 what the whipped cream. I would. What the hell's the the saying for I'm that? I'm lactose intolerant, Dean. Oh, all right. The dairy-free so, whipped cream, please. I sure. I mean, I I got <laughs> I got like 20, 30 cans downstairs. No big deal. All right. So, uh, to to top off this whole conversation, do you think that this game uh is enough to buy a Switch? Like. I mean, for for you and me, like it, it was it was a no brainer. Zelda is like just something we we grew up with, you know. It it's it's enough where for me and you that this is a thing. But for someone who's like, ah, oh, you know, I I saw uh, the Switch is out. Should I get it? Uh, would would you say that Zelda being out and the games coming out spring and summer are enough to to tell people to buy a Switch? Man, that's such a hard question. Uh, I think you have to start with the caveat that if you already have a Wii U, people say that the Wii U version of uh, Breath of the Wild is pretty dang good. So that, that's always an option. Mm -hmm. uh, but the there's just there's some cool games that are coming out. Like uh, Snipper Clips is really cool, and that's out. Splatoon was great, so I assume Splatoon 2 will be great. Um, I think I think the best piece of advice I could give to someone considering a Switch is that it does exactly what it says it's going to do. It's a, a system you can play on your TV. You could take it right out and put the controllers on. It takes 20 seconds to turn it into a handheld. The battery life is respectable. Like, just if you do your research and you see the games that are coming out, I think the decision can be made on your own. I think you know if you like Mario Kart. I think you know if you're... The type of person that like has downtime at someone else's house and i think the switch succeeds on its promise to do that uh that being said zelda's really great you should buy it <laughs> 
We got a yeah, it's Super Mario Odyssey coming out. We're going to New Donk City. Oh my god. I, I have to watch that trailer like six more times because it's so crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's it's freaking nuts. Um I'm really excited to be a squid and a kid again. Like I love Splatoon so much. I was so sad that they never got the uh the party system in that game down right where like you could you know, play with your friends and be on the same team that never really right. worked the way like it should have. And I'm hoping they right wrongs with the uh, the new Splatoon because uh, being a squid and being a kid uh, that's uh, the my two favorite things in life. That's pretty much my life <laughs> model. You know, you're you're a squid and you're a kid. That's uh, what I wake up to and tell myself every day. That game is my favorite game that I only played like four times. Right. It's one of my biggest Wii U regrets because I I loved every second of it and like. I, I hope Splatoon 2 succeeds on all the things that it has to. Like, it's really got to fix that party system online. That's the biggest thing. Oh, absolutely. Um, Yeah, that and Pokin Tournament were like the two I was like, I want to play you more, but but no one else wants to play you more. So I, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna leave it alone. Like, I, Pokin Tournament was a sad thing because um, in, I think it's Japan, all the arcade uh, um, updates have like new characters and stuff and everything. Oh, and wow. Balance changes and new mechanics. And they never updated the Wii U version. So the right. Wii U version is behind. And there's actually tournaments for this game, which is weird because like I thought it was a dead thing, but apparently not. And yeah, when like Wii U players join the tournaments. Um, they're like actually behind on the meta and stuff, which is it's kind of crazy to think of. Is that like some of these people are going into a tournament with a severe advantage? Uh. Uh, well, yeah, for like the um, uh, the 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 arcade players, like they right. they know all the stuff already, and the the Wii U players are like, well, we'll see how far I get. Maybe maybe something lucky happens. Like everyone gets dysentery, and then I just win. <laughs> Yay! Pokken um, Tournament's such a weird one because those style of games are, are so much more popular in Japan than they ever were uh, in the other territories. Um, there's things like Virtual Line, like all of the anime fighters, like the Naruto games, are all that same kind of like 3D roaming turning into yeah. different kinds of systems. And Pokken Tournament is like the first one that ever got kind of popular in the States. Yeah, I, I was never a big fan of that stuff. Like... Um... I remember when the Dragon Ball Z games came out and people would like people would buy those all the time and I just stare at them like I no like right. I I played one and I I couldn't couldn't do it couldn't couldn't do it. I think that was like kind of the the prototype for those games after like all the Naruto games the, the yeah. po po uh, Pokémon games like that's what sort of spawned all that was the Dragon Ball Z Budokai games and I Probably. I could could never get into it they just... they're a really hard transition from like if you're raised on street fighter and tekken and games like that like i was it, it's transforming to that free roaming type of fighting is is ugh, it's crazy it's not for me i just like luchador pikachu and the fact that he jumped <laughs> on a top rope and basically did like a macho man randy savage elbow drop on people it was great i, that I is loved like the, every second of that that's the perfect intersection of like all your hobbies isn't it yeah, yeah, it is. Like I'm, I love wrestling. I love Pokemon. I love fighting games. Let's let's do this. Let's let's have Luchador Pikachu. Just if the only thing that could make it better is if, like, when he said Pika Pika, it was in Macho Man Randy Savage's voice. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, That'd be Pika. awesome. All right. <laughs> 
can't. I can't. All right. So um, we, we talked a lot about Zelda. Zelda's a great game. If you don't already have it and you have a Wii U and a Switch, buy it because you're stupid if you don't. And I love you guys out there. But no, seriously, like you're stupid if you don't buy Zelda when you have a like a, a perfectly operational Nintendo system laying yes. around. Yeah, especially if you have a Switch. Then what the hell did you buy? Fucking Bomberman? Get out of here. <laughs> I, buy, I really buy like Zelda. Blaster Master Zero. <laughs> I, heard, uh, I heard that was actually like not half bad. I have no idea. I just know oh. it's there. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> one of my friends got it. He's like, it's just like the original. And I was like, that's good. I played the original like two times. So good Good to know. Good to know they brought back a new old game again. That's uh, what they do. Yeah, yeah. No, Nintendo Nintendo had a whole bunch of stuff to show at that little Nindies thing. Nindies is my least favorite. Like, uh, just just yeah. call them Indies. Yeah, no, I I would call them indies. Like I, I I get what they were trying to do. It was it was cute, and then I was like, nah. Like I kept saying it in my head. I was like, nah, I don't I don't like that word. That's a that's a shitty word. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so let's 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 transition over to the second part of uh, the podcast. Well, we're gonna talk about. Um. I, I asked Glenn if he could pick three pieces of equipment from any video game and stick them into Zelda. What would they be? And I'm gonna do the same thing, and we're gonna go back and forth. So, but I'm gonna let Glenn go first. So, what's what's the first piece that you would have? And it, it could be anything. Like I, I didn't limit it. I mean, I almost limited it at the start of the show because I said weapons, and I gave everyone <laughs> a little bit of a heart attack. But yeah, no. Um, yeah. So, so what's your what's your first piece of equipment that you'd give to Link to to fare out into the wild? All right. So there's this nice family friendly game called The Binding of Isaac Rebirth. Oh, and, okay. Yeah. And in that game is an item called, I believe it's Pyromaniac, and it makes bombs heal you when they explode on you. And one of my leading causes of death in Breath of the Wild is exploding a bomb on my own damn face. So I need that item. It's not a want, it's a need. Because if I explode a bomb on my face one more time, I'm just going to stop playing. Yeah, that that can get a little annoying when they're they're like you think you're out of range or like it bounces back at you or rolls down a hill and you hit detonate just a little bit too late. Yep. I've done that a few times. It's it's not fun. Uh and then you ragdoll down a mountain and it's funny, but it's it's not funny at the same time cuz you're like I spent I spent a good while getting up this mountain. And then it starts raining. Yeah, and then it's just, like then you just want to throw the controller. You're like I'm done. I'm done, but if you throw the controller, you're throwing your system, so it's not a good idea. <laughs> uh, All right, what's your first? What's your first? Uh, I'm gonna go with a uh, a Hallmark classic uh, from from any game, and it's mainly because the Guardians are a fucking bunch of assholes, and uh, I want to fight fire with fire, so I want to fight lasers with lasers, and uh, I'm gonna go. If Link had the Mega Buster, Guardians wouldn't be a big deal anymore. Just fuck, <laughs> especially the 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 X Buster charge shot in the motherfucking eyeball to those stupid guardians i i want to mow them all down with a gigantic charge blast all over the place because those things suck balls like i, f- I fully support this like um ha- have you have you faced one of the walkers yet like and beaten one yes in the in the big scary maze yeah so um i, d- I didn't know this at first but you can chop off their legs oh what to- yeah 
Yeah, because I got real close to one because I was like, you know what? If I run fast enough around you, I can outrun that laser, and that didn't work. And I had, like, a little bit of uh, health left, and I was like, all right, let's try something. So I just started wailing on him, and apparently, like, um, I did a charge attack with the two-handed weapon, so I started spinning, and I started mm -hmm. hitting all the legs, and, like, three legs just flew off, and the thing didn't know what to do, and I was like, holy shit. I, th I think I, f I, I found how to beat these. You That's cut amazing. off their legs. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh so, man. Yeah, a uh, li little little fun fact from the Vest Lord there is uh, cut cut off the uh, Guardian's legs. I mean, it only works with things that have legs, but it it's good for those because um, otherwise they'll chase after you to no end. Like even if like they do get a shot in and you want to back off when they have legs, you're not getting away. They, right. It's it's bad. At least if they like have it's funny like if you leave a leg on them and you run away and you see them chasing after you it's kind of just sad because it's like one <laughs> leg just like kind of clawing in and dragging itself and i'm like oh you're you're damaged and then i remember it's a killing machine and it's just gonna murder me if i get too close so yeah yeah i think uh if you take out all the legs it takes it down to half health so huh. yeah that sounds great fact. yeah, I've, yeah only, I've only ever cheesed them with ancient arrows and running away well, Ancient Hours is awesome because that's that's a one shot kill, man. You right. Just, yeah. You murder that thing right in the face. Uh. Okay. So yeah. Uh. Mega Buster for me would be the the first one because I just want to lay down a wave of destruction in my wake. Nice. And 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 it has a good history of uh, being in other games. Uh, you may remember the Mega Buster from Dead Rising. The oh first one man! Completely yeah. destroyed everything, and it was yeah. great. Yeah, I, I remember getting that, and I was so excited because I found out that was a thing, and I was like, I got to do this. I got it. I need it. I need it. <laughs> I found it, and you're just blowing the shit out of everything at that point. Oh, man, that was so much fun. I, I so love good. Dead Rising. I love hate Dead Rising. Yes, that's the, a good way of explaining it. The game's so much fun at the beginning, and then, you know, uh, the mechanics kind of get in the way after a while. Like, uh the single save point? Like, are you fucking kidding me? One yeah. save point in the... Uh, you, you, you know what? Another podcast for another time. <laughs> mm -hmm. We can get there. All right, so uh, equipment uh, equipment piece number two. Okay, uh, I've been playing a lot of Neo, and I really like the Kasurigama. Uh, it's one half because I'm a weeb, one half because I really want to just, like... There's a move in Neo where you throw the weight and you pull them in with it into okay. you, and I just want to pull Bacoblins off cliffs into whirling <laughs> blades of death into bombs just it's just another like fun ranged physics toy that i could play with and use to have so much fun uh i i this actually kind of um goes in with my uh with my second pick is uh -oh. um i i want the the claw shot in the game because i yes. i haven't found the claw shot i don't know if there is a claw shot uh, but if there is, I'd want it to work on anything, and I'd want to be able to pull things rather than it pull me. Yes. So, like, yeah, like what, what you're saying is, you know, if there's there's a mob uh, like a moblin or something like on the edge of a cliff, and I'm below it, I want to be able to shoot up, grab it, and then yank it off the fucking cliff, and then just watch it fall and die. <laughs> and what better part of Breath of the Wild is there than watching physics happen? Oh man, uh, the 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 stasis surfing that people are doing right now—that's that's priceless. What? I haven't heard of this. Okay, so if uh, if you chop down a uh, tree to it's like a large log, um, and you put it in stasis, you hit it a shit ton of times, 
and you climb on top of it before uh, the stasis uh, breaks, the log will take off, like, just like a fucking rocket ship, and you're on top of it, so it's like you're surfing on a log. That sounds amazing. Yeah, like, I, I thought that was the coolest thing ever. The thing is, though, is, you know, you can't do it forever, because physics happens in that game, and you're high <laughs> up in the air, so when that comes down, you better be ready to power glide or something. <laughs> I'll have to try that. That sounds great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I also heard of a fun way to use magnesis and the Octorock balloons to make your raft into a jet. I saw that. That looked fucking awesome. I have to try awesome. that. Yeah. I have to try yeah. that. It looks like you need a lot of Octorock balloons for that. That's my only uh, um, thing that's taken me away from it is because... I stay as much away from Octoroks as I possibly can because... They're the worst. Yeah, they are literally... They are fucking snipers, man. I could be on a tower 50 feet above them on the other side, and that motherfucker will still hit me. <gasps> God! They're absolutely the worst. The only good part about them is the ones that uh, suck in so you could just explode bombs in their face. All the other uh, ones suck. They, like, dive under trees, and... Oh, yeah, yeah. I no. hate them fucking work so much well, you know for the ones that suck in stuff you can actually throw rusty weapons at them and they'll restore them right oh what yep this yep. game blowing your mind man blowing this your game mind. has so much crazy shit but i hate I, them so I, I just want them to die right exactly that's my thing because <laughs> if you don't throw something at them they throw a ginormous rock bomb at you so yeah it's, it's better just to to get rid of them when you can <laughs> yeah uh okay so so equipment piece number three Okay, this one's a little out there, and I need to preface it by saying uh, I'm pretty sure you didn't tell me video games only. I did not, so go right ahead. So I want uh, that shaman from the Wild Thornberries to teach Link how to talk to animals. Because, as I said in the beginning, I'm seeing the look you're giving me. As I said in the beginning, I am 100% suckered in by the emotion of exploring in this game. Uh, and so when, I, when I climb animals, to the yeah. co- top of a mountain and the ram's there, like chilling out staring at me i want to interact with that ram i want to say hey hey buddy what you doing up here how's it going because they do it with you know the dogs the dogs have so much personality in that game right uh and and i wish i could do that with more animals no i i i get what you mean um because th- yeah there there's a large variety of animals in the game like you said and i mean being able to talk to them and, like, if they had meaningful conversation points in that game, uh, that, that'd be really cool. And, I mean, you could revolve whole quests around that, which is I, I think would be a really cool addition to the game. Uh, maybe maybe down the line, because there is DLC coming. So. That's true. Yeah, you know, you never know, man. Um, now, I, now I just want Nigel Thornberry in the game. <laughs> that's all I want. See, I, that's, that's the real ticket, is that once you have any Thornberry in the game, you have all Thornberry in the game. <laughs> and then it's just something special. Oh, the Thornberry. Yeah, like, Tim Curry in that role is, like, I hate to say because he's such a dynamic actor and I, I really shouldn't just place him to that, but, like, that that's my favorite thing he's ever done is, is Wait, Nigel fucking Thornberry. I don't think I realized that that was him. You did? Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, like, I the day I found that out, I was like, holy shit. And then, like, uh, I I remember my my ex girlfriend uh would like be sitting there and she had a, a friend named Marianne and the wife's name and the Thornberries was Marianne so I used to go over to her and be like Marianne <laughs> fucking hated every second of it I loved it because I love Nigel Thornberry like I have at least four memes of my phone on my phone of Nigel Thornberry because amazing he's, he's so great 
Um, so my last one is um, I, w- I was trying to keep it a little n- Nintendo based, um, just because I'm a dork. Um, and also, I'm really stupid because the last one's super stupid. I want Perfect. that big 1990s Super Soaker from uh, Splatoon that they have. That like, <laughs> you, I, I want that. I, just a, a goof weapon it doesn't have to do anything. Like maybe you could put out fires, but I just want that. That's all I want. Uh, you can fill it up in like rivers and shit, and like maybe it'll make like a cool sound. Like that when, you, when you shoot it off. Like yeah. Oh, you know what? It would work in uh, the the Goron area because. Because oh, fire. cool stuff down. Right. Yep. Yeah, yep. That'd, that'd be perfect. Be, that'd be and you could dope. shoot that stupid die maker and tell him to actually tell you what ingredients you need. That'd be great, too. I hate that guy. That guy sucks. <laughs> He's, oh, he yeah, has... you can't do this. And I'm like, why can't I do it, asshole? You have to oh, look at God. the posters. It's immersive and yeah, dumb. I, I, I get it. I get it. It's... I remember I went there. I was like, I'm going to make them all green. I'm going to make them all green. I'm going to make them like, like old Link. And then... Right. And then it's like, yeah, you, you can't make things green. And I was like, you you suck. You, I, he's <laughs> like, you can make things red, though. And I'm like, I don't want red. I want green. Right. So uh, you sneak yeah. up behind his house, steal the dye that's just sitting out there that you can't use for whatever reason, and turn him red. I like it. I Perfect. like it. Perfect. It, it works. All right. So... Oh wow, we're we're coming in right at on time. This is this is actually perfectly planned. This, so I'm a professional. You are, sir. You are. Uh, so I I want to thank you uh for for being on the podcast. I I we're we're hoping to have you back uh many more times because Please. uh our Vestin Friends podcast is a uh, a new thing that we're doing where uh, I I gather all my friends together and we talk about video games and and life and 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 comics and tv and cartoon you know we talk about whatever the fuck we feel like because it's yes. awesome um so yeah uh I, I think we're gonna be doing this bi-weekly uh and i know this one's gonna go up a little late but uh we're th- that's what we're aiming for and there's gonna be plenty more guests more seats uh more more special guests lots of fun topics so uh stay tuned for that remember if you want to get in touch with us you can always shoot us a message uh at mail at geekade.com uh, you can get in touch with us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade. And, uh, yeah, you can check out our YouTube. Uh, you can just type in Geekade and uh, check out all the great content that we have. And, once again, check out our website where we are putting up new content daily. Uh, Glenn, do you have anything to add? Thanks for having me. Of course. Anytime. Uh, so, yeah, guys, check back with us next episode where uh, we'll be talking about more crazy stuff. Until then, keep playing games, and uh, we'll see you in the next episode. 